Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Clay Travis is here. He is here. In fact, he took a red-eye flight, probably literally, Clay, at this point. I feel like you probably might actually have red eyes. You're just checking into your hotel. So here I am, called into duty at least for a couple of plays. It's like you got knocked out for a play, and you're going to be back here in a second. But a lot of things happened in the National Football League on Sunday. Some huge things, as a matter of fact. What were your biggest takeaways from week 15, of course, with Monday Night Football still out there? Yeah, so I'm in L.A. this week, so uh, so it should be uh, an, an interesting time out here, but literally just walking into my hotel room uh, on a late night, delayed flight, everything else, all a mess. Uh, but uh, big takeaways. Um, first of all, I, a monumentally massive play potentially with Julio Jones scoring against the San Francisco 49ers. The Atlanta Falcons left for dead. Dan Quinn left for dead. Uh, Matt Ryan drives them the length of the field. The crazy ending. If you weren't watching that game, they had, uh, first of all, they called a touchdown catch, which they got wrong um, in, 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 on the next to last play of the game. And then they called Julio Jones down short of the goal line, which they also got wrong. So uh, the officials in that game in San Francisco got it wrong in favor of the Falcons and then wrong in favor of the 49ers, reversed both calls. But that you know, pinprick of a, uh, of, a, of a breaking of the plane by Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons, otherwise the game would have, uh, the clock would have run out, 
was a difference for right now the San Francisco 49ers going from the number one overall seed in the NFC to the five. And we can talk about how dumb it is, and I've been on it for a while, that we give a home game to division champs, even if they don't deserve it. And yes, I'm looking at you, Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles right. fans. Uh, but the swing there. Now, if you are a 49er fan and you are, uh, you're looking for some sort of saving grace uh, from the way that game ended, it is this. If you went out, you would still be the number one overall seed. Of course, that would require you to go on the road and win at Seattle. So that's no, uh, no easy accomplishment. Uh, and that's certainly an ominous home loss uh, against an Atlanta Falcons team that in theory has virtually nothing to play for at all. Uh, but that is uh, my number one, I would say, takeaway is the fall from one to five for the 49ers and the surge up for everybody else. The biggest and most significant, I think, game in terms of the loser of this game may well not make the playoffs at all, and we're going to talk a lot about this game, I would imagine, throughout the course of today show was the Texans going on the road and beating the Titans. And uh, for lack of a better way of describing it, I thought that the if you were watching this game, crazy uh, interception as the Titans were prepared to go in and take a 7 nothing lead. Uh, they have, I think it was Anthony Ferkser, the tight end, gets hit right as he's about to cross the goal line. Ball pops out. Isn't just an incompletion, it's an interception. And isn't just an interception, it's an interception that gets returned 90 yards, basically a 14-point swing there in a game that would ultimately be decided by three points. I don't think it's crazy to say that play may well have decided who won the AFC South, and as a result, the Houston Texans are in incredibly prime position as they get ready for a Saturday game they have upcoming on the road against the suddenly very hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Texans are in great shape. And then the third I would say biggest game in terms of the overall uh, scope of the playoffs was the Bills going on the road. Congratulations to the Bills Mafia. Congratulations to uh, fans in Buffalo. First time since 1999 that the Buffalo Bills have won 10 football games in a season, which is crazy to think about, 20 years uh, when you consider how much success that franchise had in the 1990s. 20 years since they won 10 games. Uh, and they are officially in the playoffs. And uh, now we're down to effectively, you know, barring really, really utter chaos, which seems very, very unlikely, there's really a battle for between two teams, it appears likely, uh, to make the playoffs in the AFC and a battle between two teams in the NFC. In the NFC, it's going to come down to who wins the Dallas-Philly game. Dallas has opened around a three-point favorite uh, in that game, which you'll be hearing a ton about for sure to decide probably the NFC East. And then I believe it's likely to come down to either the Titans or the Steelers, uh, both teams eight and six uh, with uh, two to go. The Titans finish with the Saints at home and then on the road against the Texans and the uh, and the Steelers finish on the road, I believe, against the Jets yep. and then uh, on Ravens. the road against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Now the wild card there, uh, as they're fighting for the wild card, will be 
it's possible that the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens may not have any reason in the final week of the season, depending on how things go, to be trotting out their starters. So what in the world is likely to happen there? There are a lot of different directions this can go, uh, and so uh, we will have to uh, have to wait and see exactly uh, how all of the tie breaks shake out. But those are the three, I think, by far biggest games and biggest takeaways from uh, NFL Week 15 with a remaining uh, Monday night football game with the Saints going up against uh, the Indianapolis Colts still to come. Yeah, I would agree with you. The things that I'd written down, certainly Sam Fran going from one to five is just unbelievable. And Kyle Shanahan finds a way with the Falcons, man. He found a way to lose when he was there, when he was with Atlanta in the Super Bowl up 28 to three. He found a way to lose that game. And then he finds a way to let the Atlanta Falcons win a game on a, I mean, it was by inches that Julio Jones was actually in there in the end zone with the ball crossing the plane, and that could be an enormous story here in a couple of weeks, depending on how Week 17 would go with the Niners and the Seahawks in that NFC West clash. The sixth seed in the AFC is the only thing that's out there. The Steelers, according to the Football Power Index, have a less chance than the Titans do to make the playoffs, but... I looked at that, and I knew, and I know you know this as well, I felt like you had to beat the Texans twice because your margin for error evaporated because you lost to the Bills and you lost to the Broncos earlier this year if you're the Tennessee Titans because the Bills were going to end up with a wild card because they had a head-to-head over you. You had to then outplay them for the entire rest of the season because they had a mulligan, basically. And so they get in, and then you're left with one spot. And right now, it belongs to the Steelers because you couldn't beat the Texans if you're the Titans. Now, the Steelers could easily lose to the Jets because they found a way to lose to the Bills, and they don't really have a quarterback, Clay. That's one thing that I don't think we've talked about enough. Now, Mike Tomlin's done a very good job this year, and that defense has played out of its mind. But the guys that they've been trotting out to play quarterback – I mean, how good could you possibly feel about them in the last two weeks, especially against Baltimore, if they care, if they're still going for the one seed, if they're having to fight for the one seed because of the Patriots, then maybe they're out there playing really hard. But outside of that, I mean, the Jets could beat that quarterback. They could beat whoever it is that Pittsburgh puts out there. Then on the other side, look, the Titans have to beat Drew Brees. They have to get over what I think has to feel like a crushing loss. They have to win that game, and then they have to go to Houston and win that game. And who knows, because if Houston beats Tampa Bay, then they're not going to necessarily here, care here, at that here point. Here is one wild card uh, situation that's in play. Uh, if the Steelers lose one of their final two, either to the Ravens or to the Jets, and the Titans beat the Texans, then they are in no matter what. So that, that's an easy one to kind of follow. Uh, and there are a lot of different permutations that can go down uh, this way. But my understanding, having studied some of these tie-break situations, is uh, that really the Titan game against the, uh, against the Saints doesn't really matter that much unless, unless the Bucks beat the Texans. And then if the Titans won their last two, they would win the AFC South. 
Yeah, that would be my understanding, Clay. Another thing that, I don't know, maybe you could have seen this coming. Maybe it was just a one-week reprieve for the Rams, but how about them just getting jobbed? Just absolutely (laughs) creamed by the Dallas Cowboys in that national television audience for Fox in the afternoon window. Yeah, look, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have been an enigmatic team, and this is the first time they've beaten a team with a winning record all year. But the way that the Rams were playing coming into this game, they were the small favorite. Uh, you felt like they at least had the possibility of being able to catch maybe uh, the uh, the Vikings in the wild card. And it wasn't just that uh, the Rams were bad. The entire state of California was atrocious in football. I mean, you had the Raiders, uh, and we'll talk to Danny G later in the program about this. You had the Raiders losing uh, their final game in Oakland. You had props to the Vikings basically locking up a, uh, a playoff bid, yeah. going on the road, taking over the stadium, as usually happens for the Chargers, dominating them in like every respect possible. We talked about the 49ers losing by the maybe the length of the football, half the football, a couple of inches on the football, with Julio Jones being able to get into the end zone. And then, like you said, uh, the Rams being uh, thoroughly awful, too. So Los Angeles and uh, and the Bay Area, both all four took it on the chin there. All four teams did going 0-4. Here's a stat that jumped out to me. Back to just the the Niners and the Seahawks for a second. Do you realize that the Seahawks have won 10 one-score games this year? Yes. I think they're ten and one in one score games, aren't they? I mean, that's absurd. I mean, that you want to talk about? We talk about Lamar Jackson, and a lot of people using the word unsustainable there. And and look, I don't want to adjudicate that right now, but just the idea of you want to talk about something that's unsustainable, winning close games at that clip. You look at the teams that made the playoffs last year that are now on the outside looking in, you can look at two things. One, they were really healthy last year and they're not this year. And number two, they won a lot of close games, like 70 or 80%, and now this year it's more like 50-50. That thing usually regresses to the mean, but 10 one-score wins with still two games left? I've never seen a team that I don't think is that great have a record and be at the top of the NFC like I am the Seahawks right now. Yeah, look, and and that is uh, potentially true. The the one the thing I'd sort of punch back with is that's what having one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL does for Agreed. you. Because Russell Wilson has just made so many of those plays. If you go back and look, uh, yes, have they gotten lucky a couple times. The Rams, Greg DeLeg misses a field goal. He had a missed field goal, I think, by the 49ers. There's a couple of times where it hasn't been within the control of, uh, of Russell Wilson. But he's also taken the ball and driven it down and won them the game a bunch of times this year and so yeah that that does factor in um but uh, it is wild to be 10 and 1 and uh and and I think uh the uh, the flip side of that now it didn't matter against the Vikings but I think the uh I think the uh the Chargers are like 2 and 8 in one score yes. game so it's the exact opposite side of the coin between those two teams stick with us because so many huge things happened yesterday you can't break them down in a segment i know clay's going to want to get into more about that huge afc south game that we saw right here in nashville where the texans were able to outlast the tennessee titans and that afc six seed is just absolute craziness so stick with us this is the most fun time of the year to do this and hopefully it's also the most fun time of the year for you guys this is outkick the coverage with clay travis
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be All right, let's go ahead and bring it back around. I'm not going to lie. I'm in a depressed state. If you are a Houston Texans fan, congratulations. 
you won the AFC South uh, yesterday in Nashville. Now, I understand somebody can sit out there with all the permutations and the abacus and the calculator, and they can be like, well, actually, sir, if uh, if the Texans go on the road and lose against the Buccaneers and the Titans beat the Saints, and then the Titans go on the road and beat the Texans, stop. I have seen this script before. If the Titans are in a position where they need to win a big game, I will bet thousands of dollars that the Texans will win and win easily at home. This division is over. The Texans have won the AFC South. I think you can go ahead and pretty much put away every division, barring like total absurdity, or unless something crazy comes down and Roger Goodell says, you know what, Patriots, you are banned because we saw that video that Jay Glazer somehow got control of. And by the way, how big of a story is that? You want to know what a stud Jay Glazer is? The dude got the actual video, and they aired it on the NFL pregame. And I watched it, and I have to say, the Patriots do shady stuff. I mean, I, 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 I understand people out there like, well, they really need it. You know, they won the game easily against the Bengals. Who cares? They would have never needed that at all. They're the Patriots. They're playing the Bengals. The Bengals don't even want to win because the Bengals are afraid that if they do win, they could somehow cost themselves Joe Burrow. I understand all of those arguments, right? But... When I watched that video, I still said, this feels shady. And I know the Patriots went out and they covered with ease and they won by 21 and all of those different aspects of this game. I understand it. But it still felt super shady to me to watch that video. But I thought of all the games that were going on Sunday, the biggest game that was won by far was the Texans going on the road against the Titans and finding a way to win. And I'll be damned if that touchdown should have been touchdown pass that Ryan Tannehill threw that got knocked out and literally as the dude is about to cross the goal line and pops up in the air and gets returned for 90 yards. I feel like that play changed the game. I mean, I understand people say, well, there's a lot of other games that were a lot of other plays that were made, a lot of other opportunities out there. I understand that argument. And in a three-point game, there are lots of things you could point to where things could have changed. But I feel if you change that game uh, in any way, if you change that play, the outcome of this game is different. The Titans score on that play. If you didn't see it, it was absolutely an insane play. It's not just that the ball got knocked out or even that an interception happened. It's that the ball got knocked out, an interception happened, and then a 90-yard interception return effectively happened as well. Because if the Texans intercept the ball... Titans intercepted two balls near the goal line as well, but they didn't actually gain that much. They took over possession on one of them at the one-yard line. The other one they intercepted in the end zone. They get back at the 20. It doesn't really change anything other than it's like getting stopped on fourth down or missing a field goal, which, by the way, the Titans also did when it got blocked. I feel like the Texans won the division. Now, I don't feel like the Texans are that good. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that they are talented enough to go on the road and win against New England. I know, Texans family, well, we just beat New England. Yeah, I know. You beat them in Houston. I don't feel like you're talented enough to go on the road and beat the Patriots, and I don't feel like you're talented enough to go on the road and beat Baltimore. By the way, we just saw what happened when you went up against Baltimore. 41-7, it wasn't remotely close. But winning the division is the goal that every team comes into the season with. 
And the Texans did it. They went on the road against the Titans as a field goal plus underdog. And they won outright. And this is what the Texans have done against the Titans. And it's the Titans, which are just, to be honest with you, kind of a fraudulent franchise. And I say this as someone who has season tickets and has been to a lot of their games over the years. They suck you into the idea that they're going to be decent and get you uh, a rooting for them. And then just like Lucy with Charlie Brown, they pull away the football at the last possible moment. It's what they do. And they are going to probably finish a second straight year with a loss at home to a division rival to miss the playoffs by being the first team left out of the playoffs. That's what I believe is going to happen this year. Just like happened last year. Well, I think there's a decent chance the Titans finish 9-7 and seven for a fourth straight year, which is just so pathetic it hurts. Because what it does is it keeps you from ever being able to get truly elite talent. Unless you totally luck out and somebody falls to you, you are in the worst possible position. People out there right now are like, oh, it sucks to be a Bengals fan. Not really now. You had to suck this season, but now you're going to get Joe Burrow. And there is reason for optimism because you are getting a big-time playmaker on your team that is going to likely make a substantial difference. If you're one of these teams that's like 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and 7-9, seven, seven and nine, you're not going to get anybody that makes that much of a difference, and you're still going to be a mediocre team. It's a lot like in the NBA. The worst thing to be is a mediocre team. Because if you stink you can at least have the idea of, hey, one day we're going to be good because we're getting all this good young talent. And if you're good, okay, well, you're getting in the playoffs. You have a chance to win. Things can go your way. You get a couple of good bounces. Who knows what might happen? But the worst place to be is just not quite good enough to make the playoffs. Because year after year, and I think this is the fourth straight year, the Titans are going to be 9-7. and seven. I think that's what's likely to happen here. You get a mediocre player in the first round. And you maintain your mediocrity. And so I think that's one of the most frustrating places to be. People say, well, I don't know why the fans don't buy in. Well, because fans have, and this is, I I really mean this. I've talked about it for a while. At some point in time, I'm going to come on this show and I'm just going to announce that I'm retiring as a fan. That I'm not going to care anymore. Benefit for me, I get to come and sit and talk about sports for a living Negative is, my teams always suck. And so, at some point in time, when other aspects of your life consistently go well, you ask yourself, why do I root for losers? Like, I'm not a loser. I win. Why would I choose to root for teams that consistently fail when I win? It's an interesting question. And you can say, that's what makes me humble. Because can you imagine how insufferable I might be if I came on and my teams always won? Like, I had to listen to this guy talk about the fact that his teams win over and over and over again. Like, if I were a Patriots fan, I think I would be insufferable. But my teams never win. And so at some point, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting it to change. Some people out there right now, you're listening, and you're saying, well, I'm a Lions fan, and we never win anything. Or I'm a Browns fan, and we never win anything. But I think never winning is actually better than thinking you're going to win and never winning. Because you don't really have hope. And if you don't have hope, you can just kind of sit back and wait for awfulness to happen. My wife is from Detroit. 
I sit around a lot of times, go to Thanksgiving with her members of her family. And they're like, yeah, the Lions are going to stink. The Lions are going to lose. And knowing that your team is going to stink is actually somewhat helpful because you don't really ever invest fully. Because you know that ultimately they are going to stink. And I think there's some, there's some usefulness in that. As opposed to convincing yourself that things might actually go well and then having them fall apart. Because every year in the offseason, you're like, oh, we added this guy, we added that guy. This is the thing that's going to make us different than 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. And then what happens? You go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven again. And you lose at home in front of your home fans and choke it away. Now, I think Texan fans, the difference between Titans and Texans is Texans win more, but they also, deep down, Texan fans know you're not going to win anything either. There's a lot of people up in Houston right now like, boom, we're going to win the AFC South, baby. But you know deep down in your heart of hearts, that once you get to the playoffs, you're going to lose too. That your team's not very good. That Bill O'Brien's not a very good coach. That you're going to fall apart as well the minute you actually play against somebody good. Now, maybe if you host a home playoff game against the Steelers, against the Bills, whoever ends up emerging as the five and the six seed, uh, presuming that you are going to be the four seed, you'll be playing the five seed. Probably a good chance before all is said and done, it ends up, who knows how it's all going to shake out because all these teams are not very good. Like, I don't buy into the Bills being very good. I don't buy into the Steelers being very good. I don't buy into the Texans being very good. And I don't buy into the Titans being very good. And those are the four teams kind of mucking it around, trying to make the playoffs. Three of them will. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think any of those four fan bases actually think they're that good. But it is a good feeling to get to host a home playoff game. At least then you've got some basis for, hey, we won the division. We hosted a home playoff game. Maybe we can win that game. And then who knows? Maybe Tom Brady will finally break because he's 42 years old. Maybe Lamar Jackson will get hurt because he runs the ball all over the place. Maybe something crazy will happen and somehow we'll win a wild game and put ourselves into a position to play for the Super Bowl. That's why you want to be at home. You get a home playoff game, you win one game, and then you're in a great spot for something crazy to happen that somehow propels you into the, into the Super Bowl. Remember how close the Jags are awful. Jags aren't any good. A couple of years ago, the Jags had a chance to win in Foxborough before they choked it away late because Doug Marone got too, uh, too worried, too scared. He couldn't handle success, and he got all conservative, and as a result, Jags lost. They go out and they give... Blake Bortles, tons of money. They're like, oh, baby, we're close. And then the wheels come off, and the Jags are now the most dysfunctional franchise, probably this side of the Bengals in the AFC. Everything's falling apart. But I'm just kind of tired of it. I bought in. I really thought this year was different, like the way the Titans had played last four games. I thought, you know what? This team is different, and they Charlie Browned me. I ran right up as fast and as hard as I could, and they yanked the ball away at the last possible moment. Boom. I'm on my butt. And I tell my kids, we're sitting around watching the game. So this is what the Titans do. Be smarter than your dad. Don't grow up and invest any of your time and energy in teams that are likely to suck. Because I'm 40. And they still suck. And probably when I'm 60, they're going to suck. And probably when I'm 80, they're going to suck. And maybe I'll retire. People remember, you listen to this show. I think I met like the Confucius of sports. In the car with him, down in Atlanta. 
Atlanta, sorry, Falcon fans, to go back over this moment. You're up 28-3. You blow the Super Bowl. I've talked about this a while. That was the last year in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. I think it was. We're down there hanging out in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And I get into an Uber. Guy driving, it's an old dude. Sitting up front. Seems very relaxed. Traffic's awful. You know, old people just seem more relaxed. Things don't bother them. Like, man, I got to get to the television studio. He's like, I got you. Driving along, having a conversation. I'm like, man, you seem like you are just like, you're like so copacetic. You are so chill. How are you so calm? He said, I retired. I said, well, I understand. But now you're driving an Uber. He said, I retired from everything that bothered me. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, I retired from Atlanta sports. I'm not going to worry about the Atlanta Braves anymore. I'm not going to worry about the Atlanta Falcons anymore. I'm not going to worry about the Georgia Bulldogs. All those teams always let me down. He said after the Super Bowl, when the Falcons were up 28-3 and they choked it away, he said, why am I going to give this team power over the way that I feel? So it doesn't make any sense. So right then and there, I retired as a fan. He said ever since then, my life has been great. I don't get let down when the Braves choke in the postseason. I don't get let down when the Atlanta Falcons inevitably choke it away too. When Georgia Bulldogs come oh so close and then snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, he said, you know what? It doesn't bother me. And I'll tell you what, I envy that man. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks 
aspects of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Should I walk off the edge here of the ledge, Dub, or do you think I should just go ahead and jump off the fandom uh, edge? Well, Clay, you know who I really feel sorry for is your son, your son Lincoln, because I know he's a huge Braves fan, right? I got through my middle son. Yeah. Middle son, yeah. So they're already Braves fans. They already saw yeah, that heartbreak only firsthand. One of them. Yeah, he's, one- he's gone all in on the Braves, which I, I had that conversation, like, should I tell him about this? And then he came home and he was like, so we were watching the game and he was so disappointed in the way the Titans played and the fact that they choked it away. I mean, am I, am I wrong that on that interception uh, that went 90 yards the other direction, do you agree with me that if the Titans score there, uh, which was, I think, right at the end of the, what was that, in the second quarter, right? There was no score at that point. If the Titans score there and go up 7 nothing, does it feel like to you they win this game? And that was a 14-point swing and they lost by three. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the NFL. You know, this happens all the time in close games. You could pretty much pinpoint one or two plays per game that can totally flip the outcome of it. And that was absolutely one of them. Like you mentioned, it was the start of the second quarter, I think. Titans that were on a great drive. And it was just a lucky, fluky play. It went right into the arms of the Texans defender. It's a good hit, right? It's a good hit. And I don't begrudge the hit. But for the ball to get popped out, first of all, you got to put that away, right? I mean, it's a touchdown. You got to catch it and go into the end zone and score there. Ball gets hit. Okay, let's say he puts the helmet right on the ball. Then for it to bounce directly to the defender, for him to hang on to it and then return at 90 yards is just, I mean, just utterly ridiculous. I mean, it was one of the more direct deflections into someone's belly that I've ever seen. I mean, he had no choice but to catch it. If he, the, the upset would have been if he dropped that somehow because it pretty much got, you know, on a line drive straight to his stomach and he just got it and he ran and he made a play. But it was, an, it was a lucky play for the Texans and certainly one that I thought basically won them this game because, like you and said, they may have won them a division. Yeah. Like you now, said, I'm not sure. I mean, the Texans could still go on the road and beat the Bucs and, 
you know, like, uh, and, and have come back and beaten the Titans to end the season, and then it would have been a truly a division game. Uh, but I, I think that play alone won them the game. Now, look, Deshaun Watson made some good plays. DeAndre Hopkins just a stud, right? I mean, like, I, I think he's the best. I really do believe he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. You can go out with your stats and talk about but I mean, when you really need a play and need a catch, he's been there for years and years. And if you want to talk positive, uh, if you're still alive in your playoffs, A.J. Brown, I think, is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in the years ahead. I think the Titans got a steal on him in the second round. People remember him from Ole Miss. If you haven't been paying attention to him, uh, as a rookie, the things that he is doing already um, for a team that's not particularly explosive, do you agree with me that like he's a difference maker if you want to be positive here uh, and you're looking down the line uh, in terms of, for instance, fantasy football drafts next year and everything else? If this dude stays healthy, he's going to be a top 10 receiver in the league. No, there's no doubt. He basically dominated that game yesterday against Houston. Eight catches over 100 yards and a touchdown. That's a special game from a special player, and I agree. I think he has a chance. Especially coming off how dominant he was. I mean, he's got the ability to go deep. He's got the ability to go over the middle. He's tough to tackle. He's a big physical receiver. He almost has a little bit of T.O. in him, uh, in the way, if you remember, like, youngish T.O., like, when he caught the ball, he was looking to punish people. Um, and uh, and I feel the same thing about A.J. Brown. It's hard to get him down when he catches the ball over the middle, and he turns short passes into substantial gains. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins made just enough plays. I thought Deshaun Watson was just okay in what was, again, I think the biggest game of Sunday in terms of its overall impact. But I think if you look ahead and try to sketch it out, feel pretty good about the number one seed being the Ravens, number two seed being the Patriots, number three seed being uh, the Chiefs, who played really well in the snow um, and never were questioned, doubted at all. And that's not a good sign, by the way, for Drew Locke to not play well in the weather like he did. Uh, That was a really cool game to watch in the snow. Football is fun regardless, right? I mean, that was a really fun game to watch in general. Um, but, uh, But I feel like the top four are effectively set in uh in the uh in the divisions and we're going to see some jockeying down the line but to me you feel good about the uh the 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 Ravens one you feel good about the Patriots in the two spot good about the uh, the 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 Chiefs in the three and I still feel good about uh the Texans in the four and then we'll see what happens as the Bills and the Steelers and the Titans kind of duke it out for potentially one of the wild card spots but I feel like Titans lost the division and they lost a wild card spot yesterday Yeah, I agree. And last week we talked about what AFC teams we think are real Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. And I think it's officially down to three teams right now with the Ravens, Patriots, and Chiefs. I don't think many people, myself included, believe that Houston's actually a real threat. Yeah. I I felt like the Titans, the way they had played up until this game when they choked it away, uh, they had been good enough on offense to be explosive and their defense had been good enough at times uh, that maybe they could have been in that mix. But I just I don't buy it anymore. Um, and I'm with you. I, I, I think the Texans are going to win the division. They'll host a home playoff game. They might get past uh, whoever they play as the five seed. And then I think they'll go on the road and get run by either the Patriots or the Ravens, depending on how everything shakes out. Uh, all right, when we come back, hour one in the books, we'll dive into hour two, go back into that big Bills-Steelers game uh, that was taking place uh, last night and everything else that's going on in the world of the NFL as we react. Only one game left this week. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports 
Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Talked about a lot of the games that took place in hour one. We didn't spend that much time talking about what I believe is going to continue to be a massive story, and that is, give him credit, Jay Glazer got his hands on the tape. If you didn't see this as part of the NFL pregame show, and if you haven't seen it on social media yet, we are going to play this for you. There's been a lot of talk about why the Patriots were recording the Bengals sideline, what exactly was going on there, and uh, and the fact that they got caught by the NFL and Bengals security. What we haven't been able to see is any of the footage so far, and they showed a substantial portion of this and discussed it on uh, the NFL on Fox Sunday kickoff show. But before we get to uh, discussion here, I'm going to tell you all my thoughts about it. I want to play for you the audio that aired on Fox in their pregame show. Here it is. Some people are calling what happened this week Spygate 2. New England had a videographer following around a guy as part of their website series, Do Your Job. It was an advanced scout who was at the Cleveland-Cincinnati game. He was credentialed. He was in the press box in front of everyone. But he was supposed to be shooting the advanced scout, and apparently there's more to it than that. Right. There's a confrontation there with the Bengals and that Patriots employer. And I want to show right now we have exclusive footage of this confrontation. And you see right here the Bengals, their security guys, actually filming what the Patriots are filming. And that was their sideline, their substitution. There's actually eight minutes of this on the tape. But this is where things take a turn for the Patriots. And this is a piece you're filming on your advanced scout? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. I don't see the advanced scout in this footage. No, it's not. We were trying to get some field perspective. My bad. That's not the field. I'm the guy. That's why you would think you could take that. I didn't know. I didn't know. But I can delete this right here for you. Damage is done, my friend. No, it isn't, because we deleted it. Once again, it's deleted. I can't do that. 29 yards. There's no way I can get that footage back. I'm being honest with you. And I don't have a computer like to even put it anywhere. Once this card, that's it. Yeah, I don't see the advance scout in any of this video they're shooting. So Bengal security immediately brought over NFL security, and that was immediately given to the league office. And as a result, yes, they're launching a big investigation. Uh, this week at the league meetings, Commissioner Goodell and Troy Vincent both addressed it. Obviously, intent is huge. Yeah. All right, now I know a lot of times when we hear this, uh, this audio, it's sometimes difficult to tell exactly what's being said because everybody's got different quality of audio and everything else. So there's a transcript that's out there. And here's an exchange in case, uh, in case you're wondering. The Bengals security approaches the Patriots film, film crew and says, this is a piece you're filming on your advanced scout. And you can hear the Patriots video crew say, yeah. And then the Bengals security guy says, yeah, come on, guys. I don't see the advanced scout in this footage. Patriots video crew comes back. No, that's not. We were trying to get some field perspective. That's my bad. And then you hear the Patriots crew offer to delete the video and the Bengals security guard says, the damage is done, my friend, which is really kind of funny in general. Now, uh, the, the thing here is, first of all, 
when the Patriots agree to delete the uh, the video immediately, that's not something you do, in my opinion, if you think you haven't done anything wrong, right? Use every scintilla of analysis that you usually have. If you have done nothing wrong, do you immediately agree to delete all the evidence? This is like when you're a lawyer, if somebody says, oh, well, I used to have my phone or my laptop, then you're like, well, what happened to it? And you're like, well, I smashed it with a hammer. Like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That doesn't seem like the thing that a normal person would do, right? When you decide to get a new phone, how many of you take it out and smash it with a hammer and throw it in a lake? Not very many people. So anytime somebody's like, like, this happens every now and then in legal cases, you'll hear somebody say, well, I used to have that phone. Well, can we look at it and see what the... De- no, I don't have it anymore. Where is it? Well, I smashed it with uh, a hammer and then I threw it into uh, the deepest lake near my house. That doesn't really... I don't know. That doesn't really seem like the way that most people dispose of their old phones. Somebody's like, yeah... You know, Jimmy over in accounting, he's had the same laptop for a long time. Maybe we should check and see what Jimmy from accounting's got. If we've got some embezzlement going on, maybe Jimmy's laptop has got some records that could help us. If you show up at Jimmy's and you say, hey, Jimmy, we're interested in looking at your laptop. And Jimmy says, well, that funny thing, I lost my laptop. And by lost it, you mean that you destroyed it with a hammer? And threw it in a lake? Yeah, that, yeah that's kind of what I mean. It's like when Tom Brady wouldn't turn over his phone. Yeah, there's probably some stuff on there that is a major issue. And I don't blame you if you don't turn over your phone or you don't turn over your laptop. But I don't think you can blame anybody else for saying, yeah, there's probably some shady stuff that was going on there. And that's even doubled even more when it's the Patriots who have been on the edge of the rules for so long. And this is crazy, but even in the NFL in week 15, with all of the games that are going on, the Patriots and this video is of massive interest out there. And so I'm going to put up a poll question. It's up there right now. You can go vote in it. Do you believe the Patriots are innocent in the way that they were recording the Bengals. Now look, the Patriots went out and they won by 21 points over the Bengals. The game was in the second half, not particularly close. Close in the first half, not particularly close after that. But we've just seen so many stories like this where the Patriots expect for you to believe that they didn't do anything wrong and that maybe things just look bad and that Bill Belichick doesn't know anything about it, and that Robert Kraft doesn't know anything about it, when I hear that audio, it makes the Patriots, to me, look so much more guilty. Because when your first response, when somebody catches you doing something that looks inappropriate, is to say, hey, how about we just delete it and we'll pretend this never happened, that's not the actions that an innocent person undertakes. Now, I'm not an expert in scouting. Far from it. So certainly the Patriots' defense can be, look, they didn't get anything that you wouldn't ordinarily get from an all-22 feet of the game. And if you're not familiar with the idea of the all-22 feet, it's the eye in the sky. It allows you to see where everybody is lined up in a way you don't really see uh, watching a game on television because we follow the ball as opposed to the overall field view. 
So certainly that's the defense the Patriots should offer. And that's a defense I might believe if it were being offered by any other team in the league. But after the Spygate won, and after Deflategate, and after all the other on-the-edge-of-acceptability behaviors by the Patriots, I'm just not inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt here. And I think probably most of you are not inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt either. And so that's where I believe the NFL's got a mess on its hands. Because I don't know that the NFL can do anything that actually makes people feel like the Patriots are being punished. Because people now are saying, oh, the NFL, maybe they're going to fine the Patriots. Fining rich dudes is the stupidest penalty on the planet. I'm not that rich, but if you tell me that I have to give a few thousand dollars to charity and I am a billionaire like Robert Kraft, I'm basically laughing at you. You could maybe take away some draft picks, but even then, it's an egregious penalty that I don't think gets to the essence that people feel like, oh, that's fair. Certainly, you need to do something more than fine the Patriots because all you're doing is giving Robert Kraft a charitable deduction then. Oh, we're going to fine the Patriots $2 million. Big deal. That's like you or me getting hit with a $20 fine. It's like a library fee. If they still have those, you know, those the, when you don't return your library book in time, that's what that is to the Patriots. So the Patriots just kind of laugh at it. It's kind of like the cost of doing business. Finding rich people is not in any way an adequate punishment. Because rich people are really rich. <laughs> Giving away a little bit of money and getting a tax deduction on it is no big deal. They're paying 40% nearly on that income anyway, in terms of taxes, you're just letting them get a big tax write-off. And they end up getting a reward for giving away the money. I guarantee you Robert Kraft will give away that money and then he'll get named man of the year by some organization because he gave away the money. There's no actual punishment there. The only way to actually hit the Patriots is with draft picks. And even then, it's so far down the line that the likely impact of it is not going to be that substantial. So I just I just feel like the NFL doesn't have any good options here because it makes the Patriots look shady. Now, the best thing that could happen is the Patriots could go out and they could lose early in the playoffs so this doesn't remain a story. Because if they keep winning, it's going to remain a story. Everybody's going to be sitting around talking about the fact that the Patriots were able to get away with things again. I'm going to bring in the crew here in a little bit. The next segment, we're going to talk about this Patriots situation because I just think it's a total sham. And I understand the Patriots are a great dynasty. I don't particularly root against them at this point in time. I enjoy watching excellence. And I believe Tom Brady is now the greatest quarterback of all time paired with the greatest coach of all time. And that the debate is actually now moved into who is more important for the Patriot dynasty, Brady or Belichick. And so... Brady's not involved here at all. I think there's a small argument that Belichick could be involved. And I do think that we need more knowledge of this situation. And we need a thorough investigation. And I don't really care about this videographer who you could hear in the audio essentially like giving up as soon as he started getting questioned. It's like, you know, it's like the easiest interrogation of all time. 
I want to know if he'll give up anybody else in the Patriots organization that might have wanted this footage. And I want to hear from guys who are astute at breaking down film about whether or not there's any particular gain here. But I think it's pretty clear that the Patriots went beyond the bounds of what they were supposed to be doing when they were in the Bengals press box. Whether the team actually was able to benefit from anything that they recorded, I have significant doubts on. But again, this is me putting on my lawyer hat. When the guy immediately like squeals and effectively gives up the moment you put the least little bit of pressure on him and says, I'll delete it all, we'll never have it again. Like, How often do you offer to delete something that wasn't appropriate or sorry, that was appropriate off your phone or off your camera. Like if you question whether somebody was doing something they shouldn't have been doing, if their first thing when you approach them is, oh, I'll take it off my phone, you know they were up to something, right? Like just think about this in your own life. If your kids are on their iPad or their cell phone and you walk in and you surprise them and the first thing they say is, I'll delete it before you even know what they were looking at, you know you caught him in something. This is funny. When I was in law school, we used to have a crim law professor. And he said, you know what? A lot of people talk about what an unreasonable search and seizure is. You know, it's a big topic in criminal law, whether or not uh, you were unreasonably searched. And it matters because the evidence on an unreasonable search is not admissible in court. He said, I got a test for you. He said, I want every single one of you to stand up right now and back away from your laptops. Everybody in law school class got their laptops open. Everybody stands up, backs away from their laptops. He says, how nervous are y'all right now about what I might see on your computer screens as I walk around this classroom? He said, the ones of you I know that were doing the worst stuff I got you on film here. You were the ones that got away from your computers the slowest. You were closing out of some screens in a hurry. I don't know what y'all were up to, but I know that you got nervous in a hurry. You guys are the ones who are most guilty here. I don't even need to walk around and look at all your laptops. And his point was, and this goes for a lot of you who've been in college in a laptop era, maybe you haven't been in high school, certainly you haven't been in grad school. Computers are great distractors. Supposed to be paying attention to the professor, the teacher. Reality is people are setting their fantasy football lineups. They're sending emails. They're buying stuff on Amazon. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that isn't normal within the educational framework. The people who stayed there the longest X and out stuff were doing stuff the most. That, I think, is a really good way to explain unreasonable searches, but it's also a good way to figure out who was guilty. And I got to be honest with you. You listen to that audio, that Patriot videographer is guilty. He knows he wasn't behaving appropriately. Knows it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'll see whether the crew agrees with him when we come back. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be
Hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday as we break down everything that happened over the weekend in the NFL. And while there are a ton of games going on, the big topic for many people out there that they're going to, you're going to be debating as you go into the office today is we played it in the open of hour two here, the audio from the Patriots as their scout was caught by the Bengals. By the way, if you get, but I don't know what the Bengals security is like, but if you get busted by Bengals security, that's got to be pretty low down on the list. It's not like the Bengals franchise in general is so incompetent. I just assume that the incompetence exudes its way all the way from like the ownership all the way down to the very bottom uh, employee. So I presume that the Bengals have like the worst security guards in the NFL. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe this security guard, this Paul Blart dude, is like the greatest security guard of all time. Maybe he's the Richard Jewell, a hero of uh, NFL security guards. But I presume that they're just not very good because they're employed by the Bengals. But maybe this guy should be the GM. Maybe this security guard deserves a raise for catching the Patriots potentially red-handed. Let me go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia. Eddie, what do you think about this? You're a Steelers fan longtime hater of the Patriots. How would you break this down in general as you kind of listen to that audio that's out there, as you understand the history of the Patriots, Spygate 1, all of the things surrounding Deflategate? I mean, no other NFL franchise has a gate appended to anything associated with its team. Do you buy that this is an innocent uh, bystander, uh, this poor guy for the Patriots on videographer who just got caught barely, or do you think, like a lot of us, this is a sham? Uh, I would say not sham. I, I first props to Jay Glazer for getting this out to uh, the masses for us to see, because I have no doubt the NFL was never going to release this video for fans to witness and make up their own mind. So I don't know what kind of competitive competitive advantage you get from filming a sideline, but that's beside the point. Uh, they did it, uh, and watching this video certainly makes you uh, question why they would be so stupid to do something like this again. I think they're going to be punished. I don't know what the punishment is going to be, but uh, again, props to uh, Jay Glazier for getting it out there and letting us uh, see this. All right, let me go ahead and bring in the rest of the crew. We got a poll question up. Do you believe the Patriots were trying to cheat? Massive numbers of you out there believe that the Patriots were trying to cheat. And again, to me, this is just evidence of how stupid the Patriots are here. Because if I'm the Patriots and I've ever done anything remotely inappropriate, the last thing I'm going to do is allow people to see this video and believe that I've done something that it appears looks inappropriate. And again, if the first thing you say when you get caught doing something with a phone or an iPad or anything else is, oh, just let me delete it. My bad. Just let me delete it. You know that you did something you shouldn't have been doing. All right? So we bring in Danny G. Danny, do you agree with most of the people on the poll so far who are saying this is a shady move by the Patriots? 100%. I don't want it to be a pile-on situation completely, but I was watching the Jay Glazer piece on TV yesterday. Which, by the way, how incredible is that? What a, I mean, like, that's like the biggest get of all time, maybe, right? I mean, to actually have the video that everybody's <laughs> talking about, like, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, this team is signing this free agent or they're releasing this player. But to get the actual video and let us all watch and or hear it is the scoop of all scoops. <laughs> it was great television, and it made me really uncomfortable all at the same time because... When I was a kid, 
my older brother and cousin got caught shoplifting one yeah. afternoon. And they had us in that back room waiting for the parents to show up. Oh, and what's the and first thing you say when you're a kid? Can we just put it back? <laughs> exactly. Right? That's exactly what you that. do. I probably heard my brother say that ten times to the security guard who yeah. had chased him down. And not only that, but listening to the exchange back and forth between the production guy and the Bengal security was uncomfortable because that's exactly how it felt in that back room while I was watching them get interrogated. Glad we got to play the audio, and if you haven't seen the video yet, you definitely got to do that. This is exactly what I told you last Monday when you came around the horn. I told you that the fact that he said he wanted to delete it right away, to me that was a red flag. Well, it sounds even more, yeah, you're right. It sounds even more guilty, though, when you actually listen to the audio. Like the fact that his immediate response is, oh, we can delete it. It's like, dude, how much shadier can you get than that being, it sounds, the audio, like I understood the story and the way it was reported, but the audio to me makes the Patriots look even more guilty. You hear the guilt in his voice. Yeah. During the back and forth. You just do. And this is why Belichick was so angry. We got that Tom Curran report on Friday that said Belichick was furious at the production crew. We know why. I understand if you're Belichick and you feel like you truly had nothing to do with it, all of the blame is going to go to Bill Belichick, right? Like people don't really care about this Patriots videographer. They can fire him. They could, you know, whatever. Like nobody really cares about this dude unless he decides to go state's evidence. And then it turns really interesting. Like if he decided to do one of those 60-minute interviews where he's like breaking everything down and he's going on and like the voices are all distorted and everything else. Now that would be pretty extraordinary to see. Uh, But until then, I mean, nobody really cares about this dude. Since nobody cares about the videographer, I would love for him to go state's evidence and actually submarine the entire Patriots organization. But I don't really believe that Bill Belichick was intimately involved here because I do think the best defense the Patriots are going to be able to give is that they didn't know, right? That they didn't know and also the upper echelons of the Patriots, that is. And also that they didn't gain anything substantial because they could have pretty much gotten this from the All-22. So that brings us to, uh, well, let me bring in Dub first as well. Dub, do you buy into the idea that this, like that, 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 that this is anything other than a clearly not per, impermissible act that the guy was caught in. Like, are you of the belief that when you immediately threaten or get caught and you immediately say, like, "Hey, faced with any threat, I'll delete this," that it's a pretty good sign that you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing? I mean, isn't that not the first red flag of getting caught? You know, yes. saying, "Oh, oh, I'll, I'll just delete it right now." The guy sounds so guilty. Yes, but the problem is. Look, and, and I'm not an expert. You're not an, an expert on this scouting stuff. The video doesn't really look like anything, but the Patriots always find a way to get get an advantage. And yes. th- it seems like such a fishy scenario. And the way the Bengals guy was talking to him, too. He, he was he, like he, Paul Blart, mall cop, yeah, cop, right? he was being all sly, like, I got you now, buddy. He, he dropped yeah. a buddy on him, which is never a good, a good thing if you're on the other side of that. So, I mean, all these things in the video, finally seeing that and hearing the audio from it, 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 it is... It makes me think the Patriots are definitely getting caught red-handed doing something wrong. Okay, so here's the deal. They go out and they win by 21. They're sitting at 11-3. and three. They've got a chance to completely lock up everything in the, in the AFC and at minimum be the two seed again. They might have to go on the road uh, against the Ravens. Otherwise, everything goes through Foxborough. They get the bye. Like They're in really good shape at this point in time. 
So what do you do to the Patriots? I mean, I think that's the biggest challenge here as you kind of look down the line. What's an appropriate punishment here? Because we just talked about in the open of hour two. I'm like, look, if they find Robert Kraft or the Patriots organization, it's a drop in the bucket. The fine is never significant enough if you're already rich and your organization is worth billions of dollars and your owner is worth billions of dollars. So what? And even if they dock them some draft picks, I don't even feel like that's that substantial of a penalty because it feels like the Patriots are on their last legs with Tom Brady anyway. And so I I feel like the Patriots are going to get away without any kind of very substantial penalty here. And that doesn't feel right to me because I feel like they're guilty and I feel like even if it's not gaining much of a competitive advantage, it's just further evidence that they don't respect the NFL because if you had been caught cheating a couple of times, like I think it's fair to say they were with Spygate. These are just the things that we know about, by the way. Like I think it's fair to say they were at def- with Deflategate. Something like the other shoe has to drop at some point. There has to be some sort of consequence. And I don't know what the NFL can do that's consequential enough to make me feel like the Patriots have paid an adequate price. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Danny, like, what would you do? I mean, a fine isn't enough. And I feel like that's probably the most likely outcome. And I don't even feel like it does anything to the Patriots. Like, what is the appropriate penalty here? Even draft picks, which I think makes more sense, doesn't feel like it's that substantial of a penalty because where the Patriots are drafting is always so late in the first round. And I don't even think they'll take away their first round picks. Like what would you do if you were Roger Goodell? They print money. So that combined $750,000 fine between the Patriots and Belichick over Spygate. It's it's a rounding error. And it's also, again, you get the, the, you get the deduction on your taxes. It's just a charitable donation. So it's not even like it actually makes you out to be a fairly decent guy and a lot of times you can choose the charity that you're giving money to. I mean, it isn't even a real punishment. And what's the comp? A normal person is that like a seventeen hundred dollar? That's fine what I'm saying. No, a normal. Yeah. That's like a, no. It's like a seventeen dollar fine. It's like a library book return fine. If you're ridiculous. if you're a billionaire and you get fined seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I mean, it, I'm not even kidding about that. It is totally a rounding error on your overall net worth. I can't wait to hear Rob Parker in the early evening on our network. He's the ultimate Patriot hater. He's going to probably ask for Belichick to be suspended for multiple games. And I think that's what we're going to hear on the radio and on TV today is there's going to be some in the media asking for Belichick to have to sit Now, that's an games. interesting thing. Now, the real like Roger Goodell swinging the hammer would be Belichick suspended from the postseason. Like that, okay, that's where I would take a step back and I would say, whoa. Like you yeah, are letting that, Bill that, Belichick. I don't think that would happen. I don't think it'll happen either. But that might be a good example. Like if you suspended Bill Belichick for the postseason, that would be a substantial hit. Like even if you gave him a Brady-like suspension, oh, Brady, Belichick's not able to coach the first four games of 2020 or whatever the heck it is next year. I don't even feel like that would be a very substantial penalty because the Patriots would have a ton of time to get ready for it. I think if suddenly he weren't allowed to coach in the postseason, that would. but I don't think there's any sort of precedent for a penalty like that ever being levied. But that's an interesting one. Dub, what would you do? Well, that's an interesting idea, and it's something that came to my mind when you were talking about you know, finding him you know, dollar amounts is nothing, basically. It's a rounding error. If you want to get where it really hurts – Suspend people. Suspend Robert Kraft again for a few games. Suspend Belichick. I feel like that's the only way 
that that will actually hurt the Patriots and and make them feel like a real punishment because this other stuff, you know, a third round draft pick, a fourth round draft pick, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, that's just getting away with it for them. I agree. I mean, I just don't think there's any kind of substantive penalty that is actually of a draconian nature that makes them change their behavior. And I think that's the challenge. These are the things that we know about, right? You never, and this is always like me putting on my lawyer habit doing criminal law. Most of the time when people break the law, you don't get caught most of the time the first time that you break the law, right? Usually you get away with doing criminal acts for a while sometimes before you get caught. It's very rare that the first time somebody, like somebody is completely law-abiding, they've never done anything wrong in their entire life, and then boom, they do something and they get caught. What I'm getting at here is if we know about Spygate, and if we now know about potentially Spygate 2, and if we know about Deflategate, how many other borderline on the rules or past the rules moves are the Patriots undertaking? And again, I think what's significant about this video, and we played it for you in hour one, maybe we'll play it for you again in hour three if you didn't hear it is, we're not talking about an organization that's never done anything wrong. We're talking about an organization that is perpetually in the wrong and they're in the wrong again here. And I just think it's impossible to give them a pass. All right. Appreciate all of you. When we come back, I thought that Joe Burrow was phenomenal. We haven't talked at all about the Heisman Trophy. I thought his Heisman Trophy acceptance speech was absolutely outstanding. We'll talk about that and the potential of him going number one overall to the Bengals, who effectively have locked up the number one overall pick. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks 
specifics of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Coach up. You have no idea what you mean to my family. You know, I didn't play for three years. You took a chance on me, not knowing if I could play or not. And I'm forever in your, forever grateful for you. Can you imagine a guy like Coach O? giving me the keys to to his football program. He just means so much to me and my family. And to LSU. I sure hope they give him a lifetime contract. He deserves it. A guy from Southeast Ohio by the name of Joe Burrow dominated in winning the Heisman Trophy. And, you know, we like to talk about gambling on this program as well as the Lock It In show that I was on. And also how rare being able to be right when so many others are wrong is. Joe Burrow, 200-1 to to win the Heisman Trophy when the season started. So far as I know, only one guy bet it. One guy bet 200-1. to I think he put down $600 or maybe $300. And he won tens of thousands of dollars as a result. Joe Burrow is one of the best stories we have seen in college football in a long time. I thought his acceptance speech was absolutely fantastic. The way he thanked Coach O, it was a really uplifting Saturday night Heisman Trophy special. Congratulations to all the finalists, by the way. Definitely the college football transfer universe was on play in a high way because you had Jalen Hurts, who went from Alabama to Oklahoma. You had Justin Fields, who went from Georgia to Ohio State. 
and you had Joe Burrow winning the Heisman, who went from Ohio State to LSU. Three of the four finalists. The other one, the only one that hadn't transferred, was Chase Young, and he was also the only defensive player, by the way. But to me, Joe Burrow, we'll see how he does in the postseason. Game against Oklahoma, and then if LSU wins that one, the game against the winner of Ohio State, Clemson. But my goodness, this guy was incredible in his acceptance speech. He looks like the kind of player you can build a franchise around, both on the field and off the field. And the way he moves in the pocket, his athleticism, his size, he really represents, I think, the best of both worlds in the current NFL landscape, where he's big and strong and physical enough to be able to take hits, but also keeps his eyes open downfield, keeps his head up, is able to see his receivers even as there's chaos around him in the pocket, and then also has the ability to get outside of the pocket and run if everything breaks down and he doesn't have any open receivers. I love everything about him. I think it's a no-brainer that the Cincinnati Bengals should take him number one overall. Now, I understand there's people out there who say, well, what about Chase Young? And he's the other guy that a lot of people are considering this year as number one overall pick. And what I would come back to again and again here is, Great defensive ends, as instrumental and magnificent and integral as they can be to good football teams, don't win you championships. They don't win you divisions. They don't win you playoff games. J.J. Watt is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is maybe the best defensive end of his generation. Do you know how many playoff games the Houston Texans have won with J.J. Watt? One. And it was a game they won against the Oakland Raiders starting their third-string quarterback with Brock Osweiler as their own quarterback. Defensive ends are pieces to a championship puzzle. They are not the reason why championships occur. It's still all about the quarterbacks in the NFL. And the Bengals, who essentially locked up the number one overall pick with the beatdown they took from the Patriots, I don't see, if you watch the way Joe Burrow carried himself on the big stage, If you listen to that speech that he gave, which was beautiful the way he thanked LSU and the way he thanked Coach O, I don't see how you pass up on him. This is a local-born Ohio kid. This is somebody who I think can be the face of your franchise for years and years and years to come. You don't pass up on the opportunity to go get Joe Burrow. You get him if you can, and the Bengals are certainly going to be able to do it. No way you take Chase Young. Congratulations to Joe Burrow. Congratulations to that guy who took him at 200-1 to before the season started. I wish I had been that smart. What a year for LSU. What an incredible season for Joe Burrow. And how phenomenal was the way that he went ahead and capstoned everything in that speech. Just absolutely phenomenal. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome in. West Coast waking up. Some 49er fans maybe not wanting to get out of bed. Man, that was an unbelievable ending that likely had such incredible potential consequences going forward in terms of what the overall playoff picture looks like. Uh, The NFC is not complicated now in terms of who's going to be in. But in terms of what the overall seating will be, this was seismic, all right? So let's just work our way through here best we can. All right, we know 
that there's only one team really that still has a shot to actually make the playoffs. We think, barring a collapse by the Vikings, the only team that has a chance to make the playoffs that isn't presently in the playoffs is the winner of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboy game. Now, we know that right now, for all you Cowboy fans out there, are going to be blowing up my Twitter feed. We're in the play. All right. You are in if you beat the Eagles. All right. Both teams, seven and seven, big game in Philadelphia, massive for who's going to win the NFC East, right? We don't really know for sure what that shakedown will be. Uh, but. That's the only uncertainty, probably, barring a Vikings collapse in terms of who's going to actually be in the playoffs in the NFC. The AFC, a little bit more complicated. There's a lot of different moving parts. Now, the seeding, there are a lot of things at stake potentially in the NFC. But in terms of the actual, uh, the actual teams that will be in the playoffs, here is what things look like right now as we await Monday Night Football, which obviously looks like a pretty significant game now as well for the Saints, all right? Here is what we've got. Seattle right now is the overall number one seed. With that touchdown that Julio Jones scored late after the double review, how crazy was that to get the double review? After that double review, Julio Jones and the uh, and the Falcons knock the Seahawks all the way from five up to one, and the 49ers from one all the way back down to five. Now, those two teams are still 11-3. and three. It's possible that they are playing the final week of the season for the number one overall seed in the NFC. Just so you know, the Seahawks have left now, the Cardinals, and also then the 49ers at home. The 49ers have left on their schedule now uh, a, uh, a game where you would think they're going to set the table pretty well uh, for the Rams coming to town. And the Rams obviously did not perform well against the Cowboys. Basically, gave up their season it would appear and then they go on the road against the Seahawks so if you're a 49er fan if you win out you probably will still be the number one seed in fact I think it's pretty much guaranteed I'm not a mathematical whiz but you would then have the better record than the Seahawks and you would have the tie break over the Saints even if they won out right so if you went out and you are a 49er fan this loss stings but it doesn't necessarily change anything in terms of your overall playoff seeding. But right now, again, Seahawks are the one seed, the two seed are the Green Bay Packers, the three seed, the New Orleans Saints, sitting at four, the Dallas Cowboys, who are now seven and seven, tied with the Eagles, but they have the tie break. In the five spot, falling all the way from one to five with that review of Julio Jones just barely breaking the game, the plane. And by the way, a lot of people out there Fantasy football, how many fantasy football playoffs potentially swung on whether Julio got in there with the touchdown or not? I bet a ton of them. And then you have, uh, and by the way, it didn't matter for me. I've got Julio on my fantasy football team. You guys know I had a $15,000 game against Todd Furman. He put up over 200 points, one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen. But so you've got now in the, uh, the four-seed battle in the NFC East this weekend, uh, we'll talk about who we think is going to win that game. Uh, and then we also have, uh, again, the San Francisco 49ers sitting 
at the five seed, falling all the way down. The Vikings got a nice win on the road against the Chargers. They're in pretty good shape right now. In fact, if Minnesota can just avoid total collapse, if they can beat either the Packers or the Bears, they're in pretty good shape. Both of those games taking place in Minnesota. So you feel like the NFC playoff picture has basically been sketched out. Now, let me go ahead and bring in my guy, Eddie Garcia. We need to get you an update. Eddie, first of all, you heard us talking about it some. How crazy was the ending of that 49ers game uh, against the Falcons? Falcons steal it away. But also give you an opportunity here to weigh in on what you thought you learned from the Bills-Steelers evening game in the AFC playoff race. Eddie. Yeah, well, crazy for the 49ers in that there are three losses on the season. All three losses have come on virtually the final play of the game. Two of them were field goals as time expired, and then that Julio Jones touchdown uh, virtually as time was expiring there. So again, the 49ers, three losses, all three coming on the final play of the game. As for the Steelers uh, on Sunday night, I don't know if I learned anything uh, except it reinforced that Pittsburgh can't turn the ball over uh, because of their uh, situation at quarterback. Quarterback, uh, Duck Hodges, four interceptions, and uh, there's no way the Steelers offensively can recover from something like that. Uh, man, uh, in terms of the overall playoff picture in the AFC and in the NFC, but what an absolutely wild ending if you were watching in San Francisco. Uh, let me bring in Dub because I know he was watching. Dub, I mean, first of all, it looked like the 49ers, in fact, uh, had lost the game because the previous play been ruled a touchdown. Crazy catch, but it turns out the ball hit the ground, and so they pull the uh, they pull the touchdown out uh, of, of the equation there, and then on the next play, the, the clock would otherwise have run out. The ruling on the field is tackle made at the goal line. By the way, the officials 0 for 2 on bang-bang plays there to make down the stretch. They called it a touchdown when it wasn't. They called it a tackle at the goal line when it wasn't. Uh, and the game would have run out. There would have been no time left on the clock. Instead, uh, the 49ers, and by the way, how about the unbelievable over in that game? Uh, the last play of the game, the 49ers are throwing it around on the field. Ball ends up in the end zone. Uh, if you ended up winning on the over there and you won on the Eagles, you had one of the greatest, most uh, illegitimate double gambling wins ever. And by the way, if you had the Redskins and you had the under in that Falcons 49ers game, condolences the gambling gods have have gazed down upon you and found you wanting and you have just been unbelievably uh bestruck with awful awful luck but how wild of an ending was that and potentially with the significance at play dub it's just absolutely insane well you mentioned at the top you know 49ers go from one to five in the nfc because it's so tight in their division but you're right the hooper catch was unbelievable almost unbelievable you know, caught it with his legs and hit the ground first. So the referees missed that one. Then the very next play, like you said, just an unbelievable play call hitting Julio Jones. I thought it was he was in, but I think the officials got it right. It was it was about as close as you can get to being able to one hundred percent tell that he crossed the plane. And like you said, on the final play, the pitchy, pitchy woo-woo to hit the over for those betters or those unfortunate betters that took the under. Just an unbelievable finish to the afternoon yesterday. Oh, it was absolutely brutal. I mean, now, the AFC playoff picture, nothing officially decided, but we talked about this some uh, in hour one. But what did you take away uh, from the performance by the Titans against the Texans? This was just another choke job, right? The Titans are in position to win. And uh, again, for me, 
in terms of the overall AFC playoff picture. We've got the NFC East to be decided. I think the AFC South probably got decided in Nashville yesterday. Texans, to their credit, didn't look good against the Broncos last week, but they came on the road. They were touchdown underdog. I mean, sorry, field goal underdogs. And I think the game was decided in the AFC South on, if you were watching, an incredible, should have been a touchdown catch, for the Titans. Guy hit at the goal line. Very similar, honestly, to the situation that happened uh, at the end of the Falcons 49ers, except Julio manages to power through into the end zone there. Instead, uh, the ball gets popped out, not only popped out at the near the goal line, gets intercepted and returned 90 yards. Basically a 14-point swing because a couple of plays later, the Texans score to take a 7-0 lead, and uh, the Titans never really recovered. They came back and they tied the score at 14. They tried to make it interesting late, cut it to 24-21, but credit to the Texans. I felt like they went on the road and effectively won the division, came in and did everything they needed to in order to uh, to get the win and advance and uh, more power to them uh, because there's still some drama in the uh, in the AFC down the stretch, the Bills, the Texans, the Titans and the uh, uh, and uh, the, the Steelers all alive technically with two games to go. But I felt like the, te- the Texans are in incredibly good shape uh, as a result of likely not only winning that game, but also likely to have a home field advantage uh, in the, the playoffs, probably as the four seed. If you're sketching ahead, you would think in the AFC, the, the top four seeds are close to set. Close to set. Number one overall team is going to be the Ravens, barring a complete collapse. Number two team likely to be the Patriots. Number three team, big win in the snow. We haven't talked about it a ton, uh, but the uh, but the Chiefs get the win, and they look pretty solid for the three spot right now. And then in the four spot, it looks like it's going to be the Texans, and then we'll see exactly how the, the battle goes down the stretch. But that was a huge win for the Texans. Oh, there's no doubt. And it was a very Titan-esque game, if you will, because you're, you're right. I think the whole game was decided on that one play, the 14-point swing, and you're you're absolutely correct. It was very similar to that Julio Jones game-winning play, except Julio was able to hold on. The Titans were not, and it just goes straight into the arms of the Texans defender. He goes 90 yards, almost takes it to the house, and that's how the Texans got on the board originally. Now, for the AFC South, next week, congratulations, you get to become a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, which is something that my roommate is, and I watch all the games. Jameis is pretty entertaining right now, isn't he? Oh, he is unbelievable to watch. <laughs> Yesterday, I mean, what a game. He had 200-something yards after the first quarter. He was on fire. They got a big win. I, I, I honestly, the Texans could lose that game, and, you, and the Titans got the Saints coming into town. So that's a must-win for Tennessee. It's a big game for the Texans as well. But that game, that division, it still could come down to Week Seventeen. I just, I, I don't believe. I, I believe even if the Texans lose to uh, the uh, the Bucks, and even if the Titans somehow beat the Saints, which I don't think will happen either, then I have zero faith that the Titans are going to go on the road and be able to beat uh, you know anybody there. I think the one wild card there is if the Texans beat the Bucks, they win the AFC South. And the final week won't matter. And similarly, uh, that's kind of the same situation. If the Ravens can, I think, beat the Browns, they lock up the number one overall seed and their final week wouldn't matter either. I think that could end up coming into play when you look at the way that the Steelers finish the season and the way that the Titans finish the season uh, with potentially the opportunity for 
both of the teams they're playing against, the Ravens and maybe the Texans, to rest all their starters because they're already locked into the playoff position that they'll be in and potentially give one of those teams, or maybe both, an opportunity to win a game against the backups. So that's certainly worth following down the stretch, uh, but there's still some some kind of moving parts in terms of uh, what exactly could uh, could go on. But this is uh, but this is going to be really interesting to watch and see how it shakes out. But if you are a 49er fan, I think you're still kind of shook a little bit. But the positive, I would say, is all you need to know is if you win your next two, you would still be the number one overall seed because you have the tie break over the Saints. So even if the Saints went out to get to 13-3, and three, you would have the tie break over them. So as jarring and difficult of a loss as this is, you still control where you end up seated. Now, I think the challenge is uh, maybe this could be the difference between Dan Quinn keeping his job or not for the for the Falcons to go on the road and perform as well as they did against the, at the time, number one overall seed is a pretty impressive endorsement for the fact that he hasn't lost this team, even though it's been a very disappointing season in Atlanta. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, when we come back, speaking of disappointments, how about the Raiders losing at home? It's a rough time for football fans in California with the Rams laying an egg on the road against the Cowboys and the uh, 49ers losing late, and the Raiders. The whole Bay Area just stunk down the stretch, totally choking it away in football uh, games late in the Bay Area, both in Oakland and in San Francisco. We'll bring in the Raiders' biggest fan, Danny G. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be There were a lot of different big-time games in the NFL, but maybe the most crushing, just in terms of never again will this team play in the city in which they had been playing for a while, was the Raiders somehow managing to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that I think even Raider fans were stunned that they found a way to lose. Um, And on a day when it wasn't really great for the West Coast, the Rams went out and just totally got wrecked by the Cowboys. I think even this was a stunner for everybody out there. So I thought, being the nice gentleman that I am, I would bring in Danny G and give him an opportunity to say goodbye to Oakland and bid farewell forever to uh, the uh, to the to the to the Oakland Raiders as a part of Oakland. How tough was that? Did you really care in the grand scheme? Like once you're not in the playoffs. Your difference between six and six and eight and seven and seven. Would it was were you really upset that they didn't win Danny G to close out the time in uh, in Oakland with a victory? No, I was upset last week against the Titans. I was upset the week prior to that, and it all started with the Jets, where the Raiders' defense was so depleted. They had scrubs out there, and obviously those scrubs can't keep the ball in front of them. Now, we have to point out, and I know everyone's like, oh, yeah, Raider fans always say the refs are out to get them, but, boy, that black hole gave it to those refs as they left the field because on the second-to-last possession for the Raiders, Derek Carr slid inbounds to, you know, eat that clock up, and the refs called him out. He was near the sideline when he slid. Yeah, I saw it. I thought that was was clear that he was inbounds, and that was exactly why he was sliding where he did. Exactly. Head-scratching moment there, and I think all Raider fans knew, and Vikings fans, they know all about Carlson. Once he missed that 45-yard field goal, which he got two cracks at after the sliding into the kicker, 
it's like, okay, down by three, you know what's going to happen because that Raiders defense, they cannot stop a nosebleed the second half of the season. They lost all their starters, especially in the defensive backfield. Uh, the one thing that's good for Raiders is they know what they got to do in the draft and in free agency. They need way more depth, especially on the defensive side of the ball. A couple more playmakers on the offensive side. You've seen the amazing season Josh Jacobs has had, and he was out there running grimacing the whole time. He's like, give me the ball, give me the ball. So he wants to play, even though he's really injured. The Raiders need some more guys like that as they start a new era at Allegiant Stadium. So how do you think that's going to go with, I mean, I I think a lot of people are getting used to the idea that sports gambling is becoming a bigger and bigger part of the NFL in general. I mean, if you think about the rise of fantasy sports, I think sports gambling in general, and there's a lot of people waking up this morning, finishing off the show with us, like still hung over from the weekend of football excess. But also if you were a Redskins fan, let's say, and you had money on the Redskins, the way that game ended was brutal. But I feel like the Raiders going to Vegas is going to feel a lot different than it did in uh, in that home stadium in Oakland. How much different do you think the vibe will be? I mean, Vegas just has a lot of glitz and glamour associated with it. And yeah. the, the, the Raider stadium and the Raider fan base in general is, I think it's fair to say, like a, sort of a gritty fan base, right? I mean, it's not like a you know pretty showgirl kind of glisten and glean to it. I feel like the entire culture and vibe of the organization will feel different in Vegas than it did in Oakland. Well, what I think I wonder the most about is the tailgating aspect of things. Yeah. Because I think the Raiders had the closest thing in the NFL to a college game day experience. I think maybe the uh, Packers have that. General point is true. Like, I've been around to NFL stadiums all over the country. I think Bills fans would say, hey, we've got an awesome tailgate environment. Like, there are lots of places that want to believe they have great tailgate environments. All of them, in my (laughs) experience, pale in comparison to good college tailgates. But your, your point is that there was a certain feel about going into play in Oakland that may be in the black hole that isn't necessarily going to exist. And also, I think this will be, this will be intriguing to watch. How many uh, rival fans will make the trip? Because I do think Vegas, well, there's a lot of people who's like, I don't really want to go to Oakland, even though it's in the Bay Area, all of those aspects. But there is something about having an excuse to go to Vegas where you get to watch your team play a football game and it's just a part of a weekend as opposed to the entirety of the weekend that I do believe will have a great deal of appeal uh, for a lot of different, certainly fans in the AFC West, but also just whoever else the Raiders end up playing every year. The thing I should point out is they have sold a lot of PSL, not only to local residents in Vegas, but all over the West Coast and tons of zip codes in Southern California. Yeah, so it's you easier are, to get to for old school Raider fans from LA. Like that's an easier trip yep. in many ways. And, they and are also, it, start building that bullet train yeah. out of the desert. Yeah, if that ends up happening. Also, I would say it's definitely a place where you can take the girlfriend or the wife, and maybe they're not hardcore fans themselves, but I feel like there are a lot of people. You can build a bachelor party around it. You can build a bachelorette party around it. I mean, it turns the game into a part of a weekend as opposed to the weekend. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of visitors, and you're going to see some fans of the other team. So You'll see some other colors there, but in a lot of ways, it'll probably be like the AT&T Stadium going to be one of the best modern stadiums right up there with jerry world and do the cowboys have as good of a home field advantage as they used to no but it's worth the trade-off because suddenly the raiders will now have one of the best most modern facilities 
in all of football, where arguably they have the very worst right now. All right, so uh, so you're saying goodbye to Oakland. We're already looking ahead a little bit to uh, what is going to be taking over the entire American sporting calendar, and it is the Eagles game against the Cowboys that's coming up now. We just talked about it in the last segment, trying to put the entirety of the NFC kind of in order. You heard us. We started off with uh, with the top of the hour talking about the AFC playoff picture coming out of uh, the Bills and uh, the Steelers game and everything that happened in the AFC South with the Titans and the Texans. What do you think kind of looking ahead early on into that game, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot this week, who, I mean, that's really kind of the last drama in the NFC in terms of who's going to get into the playoff. Who do you like better Philly in Philly or Dallas going on the road? Who's going to win the NFC East? I mean, I guess I got to stay with our predictions we had on air last week. You, I agreed with, I agreed with you about the Eagles, this is a tough one. I, this is one where I keep going back and forth. I, obviously, a lot of us could agree that the Cowboys have the better squad and they're healthier, but the, the Eagles are pulling out these games that they need to. So this is, man, this is flip a coin in my mind. And so it's going to be exciting to watch as it comes down to this matchup with these two bruising against each other. I'm excited to see how it finishes. I mean, I'm going to stay with the Eagles, but I've always rooted for Dak Prescott, so I wouldn't be mad either way. Good stuff, uh, as always, my man. I'm out in L.A. most of this week, so uh, so we should have a, a fun week of shows, um, and, uh, and we'll see whether or not uh, we can have a lot of fun. I bet there will be some drama. I bet there will be some quotes and everything else coming out of this game in general. Uh, but uh, condolences to your Raiders on the departure from Oakland. I know we got a lot of listeners up there in the Bay Area who are Raiders fans, and we'll see what happens kind of uh, going forward there. Yeah, one of my best memories in 2003 when the Raiders beat your Titans in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Rich Shannon, three touchdowns that day, 41-24. to 24. Yeah, I remember watching that. It's one of many times the Titans have let me, left me down, as they continue to do pretty much all the time. Uh, he's Danny G. I am Clay Travis. This has been OutKick, Monday edition. Make sure you don't miss any of it. Download the podcast. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. we got a loaded, fun week of shows for you. This has been the Monday Reaction Show, as always, on OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.